Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Rugby Odds, starring former WWE champion John Bradshaw Layfield, God's gift to rugby, gift a Beilu of the Gift Time Rugby Network, and featured guest, James Brown. Yay! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to season three, episode two of the Rugby Odds. We are global, as we described to you last week, in case you missed that. And uh, you can see in the margin what we'll be covering today. I have my co-hosts, Mr. John Bradshaw Layfield, the WWE Ooh. legend, and King Gifte Belu, the inventor of words, faffing about in the green room while I do this intro. But there's no more to do other than to tell you that uh, we're going to have some fun today. So why don't we bring in John Bradshaw Layfield and King Gift A. Beilu from the Sponsor Opportunity Green Room. And there ain't no green room. We got nothing. <laughs> we're sitting in our homes with virtual backgrounds. There's no green room. Well, this is the most low budget show in the history of the world. Well, if you didn't have me and Gift, this show would never work. Ever. <laughs> Paraphrasing Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, and Alec Baldwin's movie stealing scene, green rooms are for closers. And you guys absolutely <laughs> suck. <laughs> oh, my. That is. I, my, hey, Listerine, pal. How about washing your mouth out? You can't use language like that. Let's look at you the records. You cannot use language like that. Apologize to the king and I. <laughs> I, I apologize. Apologize or we're not doing the show. I apologize <laughs> that you guys suck so <laughs> bad. <laughs> just to petty. See, see, see what happens when you don't have love in your life. Just, just anger for no reason. Anger for no reason. <laughs> this is to the point, guys, that we have Unacceptable. a Unacceptable. Excuse me, John? Unacceptable. Your language is unacceptable. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take my Louisville slugger that has John Bradshaw Leafield wrestling God on it, and I'm going to Negan your ass if you keep talking like that. That's right. Little walking dead medieval Negan. How about that, pal? The suggestion that you would hit me with a baseball bat is alarming, to say the least. It wasn't a suggestion. If you were here, <laughs> I would have hit you already. We're introducing a new segment because of you two. It's called the TRO Walk of Shame. And you two could be strolling down it side by side. But Gift was so bad last week that he's going to be strolling down with the wooden spoon, paddling his butt as he goes. Gift, you, sir, were combined four and seven in our picks, whereas John, you were your height. You were six and five. Yours truly, fortunately, was nine and two to make the people some money. What say you, Gift? I have no shame. All right, one, one. I didn't realize there was so much historical context to what was going to be going on with these picks. All right, out here trying to actually think there's literal meritocracy occurring, and we'll talk about it. There's no worries. We'll talk about it later on. And number two, hey, nobody cared about first week. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. All right, and I think you need to remember that from last year as well, too, with the cheap finishes, needing to cheat and remove games to be able to get your, your win. <laughs> that was number two. And Matt, right there is number one. That's what we think of you, pal. Let's go to the URC, guys. The Sharks. The Sharks. The Sharks bite, and they bit your balls off as far as your picks were concerned because you both picked the, the Sharks. And guess who picked the Stormers? Can we go to a different segment? This segment sucks. <laughs> and yours truly was 1-0 and while you guys were 0-1 in the URC picks. And then 
we have the Six Nations. But before we go to the Six Nations, we're going to take a break and welcome in our special guest. Need a great price on a new vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. Easy Price shows you our lowest prices on the Mid-Atlantic's largest selection. Find your best price online or at any of our 31 dealerships. It's easy at Sheehy. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle, on West 36th Street. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in our special guest, an Englishman living in Dallas that played professionally for the London Irish and Worcester Warriors, along with his nation, England, in sevens, and he also represented that nation in age-grade rugby he is the hardest working man in rugby, James Brown. James, welcome. I bet you never heard that before. I haven't. As I say, it's the first time I've heard it today, boys. But I appreciate the invite, and I'm glad to be here. All right, let me explain to the, these two Neanderthals exactly you who you are, sir. A marble. Is that the best thing you could say to a professional rugby player is to do something with his name he's heard of probably since he was a child? Right. Since Rocky IV. Since Rocky IV. When James Brown started singing Living in America as Apollo Creed walked to the ring, the next day my life changed. That was it. All right. Hey! Okay. Well, James, let's tell these clowns who you are. No offense, guys. And he played with head coach of England, Steve Borthwick, and knows him well, so we can pin England's loss directly on James. Well, I mean, if it kept me involved in the system and I was part of the coaching, I think I could have turned it around and we'd have stuck a win this weekend. At what time is your um, disembowelment and uh, drawn and quartering being scheduled by King Charles? Uh, wasn't that wasn't that William Wallace? Are you sure that wasn't Mel Gibson? He comes up later in the script. Don't jump ahead, oh, James. Just this is your okay. first time on the show, guy. Okay, <laughs> just keep it. Let's let's stay on your side of the ice, Gretzky. I got it. I got it. What's ice? Ice. Ice hockey. All right, so James, what? Because he doesn't the gifts... have a re reference that's really earlier than Charlie Chaplin either. So <laughs> if you're under like seventy five, you're not going to get any of them. Might be close to eighty. Might be close to eighty, brother. <laughs> James, for the gifts out there that was suckered into picking England in this one, what what do you say? What what happened? And is is your buddy Borthwick now on the hot seat? No, I, I think you're seeing a big difference between what Eddie Jones was bringing and what Steve Borthwick's brought. He had 11 days to change the team around. There was obviously booing and the supporters weren't happy about it in the last game in the Autumn Internationals. And I saw a marked difference. I saw a collective. Uh, they were actually playing for the coach this time. And you actually saw better body language, which was a, a huge marked difference for me. That you you satisfied with that? You, what? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, not 10 times out of 10, we'd normally beat them. Um, we need to get the way that we're going to play right. The defense was definitely not sharp. Um, we had two, two or three missed tackles on the big fella, Van der Moer. I mean, if he's not a WWE wrestler in the future, I've got no idea what's looking out for him. Well, he's a German, isn't he? I mean, basically, I mean, German through South Africa, now in Scotland, right? Dutch. Dutch German? Is that what he is? Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Who's fooling who? But we got, we'll cut, get to him later too, but any observations, guys, that you wanted to bring up about the Six Nations? Yeah, I want to ask James a question about the coaching. You know, very similar to, to Wells. You know, they ran into a buzzsaw last week against Ireland. But England, you, it's going to take a while for these teams, just like Gatlin and Wells is going to take a while for this to get, become his team again. Do you think the next week it'll, we'll see a different team with England? Well, I hope so. I mean, not in personnel, but you're playing against Italy who just – 
who aren't really shouldn't be up to the standard that England are. Uh, I think he'll make a couple of changes. I think he's going to change Curry out. I would definitely take Curry out. He didn't really seem to step up to international speed. I'd like to see more from Don Brandt at number eight as well. I thought he was he was a little bit off. It just worries me that he's only ever good when he's behind a pack that's dominant. When Lawrence Delalio was playing, you always knew that Lawrence Delalio was playing. The backs are a little bit of a concern for me. I mean, I love Owen Farrell. I think he's great as a person. I think he's uh, a professional. You never hear him in nightclubs or doing silly things that he shouldn't be doing. But I don't think he's an international 12. Yeah. He's either a 10 or you don't pick him. You don't put a James Brown at number 12 either. Ow! Right? Oh, God. No, no, no. You don't put baby in the corner. <laughs> exactly. Gift. Yeah, look, I, I, I had to go look at this because it didn't make any sense to me. But do you think that maybe England just has some, like, legitimate jitters against Scotland because they've lost to Scotland every single year since 2019 in the first round, close, again and again, and this is the fourth time that they've done this? I didn't realize this had happened until I did the research on this. Scotland has beat England every year since 2019. Five out of the last six years, you're right, Gift. I completely get it. We were 31 points up in two years ago, and we drew 38 38. I mean, I know you guys don't normally get draws, but, you know, there was a draw. 38 all. Holy I almost had a heart attack. Gift got something right. <laughs> oh, my Not completely God. I like right, to know Matt. what I'm getting cheated out of right. so I can make sure I can have my, my, my picks correct because the oh. guts were supposed to be correct. I didn't realize there was underlying factors, but you know what? It also seems to be consistent within that second round, so I, I, I know what's going on next. Let's get to the important here, guys. You got some Six Nations observations, right? We had an eye gouging from a Welshman, Justin Tipperick. We had an Irishman falling down in a stupor and then getting up in a, and, and winking. Like, that's a big surprise in Johnny Sexton. We had a Ralph Macchio sighting in the form of Eng of Italy's Copasso, John's guy. That's my boy. And my wife observed that France's costumes looked very nice, while in Italy's chintzy outfits had their names peeling off the back. They, she said they should have thought about that in the rehearsal. Gift, do you have any idea what Matt just said the last 30 I, seconds? I, I don't know the word. I, I had no But you know, we've always idea. known Matt basically speaks like a, a high-key stroke victim. So, you know, it shouldn't be too surprising at this point. In the middle of this diatribe that no one understood, this NL, you could not, nothing. Ralph Macchio got said. Ralph Macchio. He looks just like Ralph Macchio. We somehow went from a UFC wrestling match to Zoolander. I don't know how it, I don't know how it got that way. <laughs> the beauty of the Six Nations. Matt, you could go jump in a sewer and drown in <laughs> shit. How about that? Ladies and gentlemen, what these idiots don't realize is that I've turned their mics off because we have to take a quick break. We'll be right back as they babble on. been blind since I was four and I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label none of that stuff influences me I drink beer because of the taste and my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon it has a taste on the flavor what do you think's on the label I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn jumping over fire Oh, that's good beer. 
And we are back, and we are back with WWE legend John Bradshaw, Layfield, King Gift A. Baylou, the inventor of words, and the hardest working man in rugby, James Brown. Gentlemen, before we get to the Six Nations picks, just two quick observations. The first person to the microphone after Scotland beat England, representing Scotland, was Van uh, Duhan Vandermeer, and the first person representing France to the microphone after they edged Italy was Paul Willemsa. What the William Wallace meets Napoleon Bonaparte is going on. If in doubt, bring him across. Could you have any more useless information? <laughs> Let's go to predictions on the Six Nations. John, first matchup is France at Ireland. Ireland given five and a half at home. Biggest game of the year uh, in rugby, and it's going to be the biggest game of the Six Nations. I think this game decides the Six Nations. You can throw out everything that happened with France and Italy. Uh, France gave up 18 uh, penalties conceded to Italy. I mean, they, they just made mistake after mistake. I, I think they just thought they could put any team out there and win the game, and they pretty much could. Italy played very well. Capuzzo is an absolute stud, but I think Ireland is too strong. I think Ireland is going to win this game at home. I think the home field advantage, this is going to be rocking in Dublin, and I think Ireland walks away, lay the points, bet Ireland. I think, I think John's right. It's going to be the biggest game in the Six Nations. I can't see Ireland losing at home. I just can't do it. I don't think it's going to be more than five and a half. So you think it's going to be less than five and a half? Yeah. It's going to be tight. You know what has happened the last two years? Whenever France and Ireland have played, France has come up on top each time, both home and away. I look at this again. France, though not performing as well as they did before, I look at France knows this Irish team well, whether they're on the road or not. And this is a strong French team, even if they don't care about their opponents until they care about their opponents. I look at France to be able to take this one with the points and the win. Interesting. Hmm. On the road, he's picking France. That 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 line to me looks like a bit much. Uh, I think France going to come loaded and ready. I'm going to take France with the points with Ireland winning. Wow. Next one up, Wales at Scotland. Scotland mi- minus six and a half, John. The Scots favored. Over Wales. As big as Dublin is going to be when uh, you have Ireland playing France, Murrayfield's going to be even bigger. Did you say France? He said Yes, Flance. I said France. Yes. Flance. How about what that right there? How about you say that, pal? What the f*** is a France? How about, how about I cut your tongue out like that? All right? How about that? And then you can try to talk, you bald-headed <laughs> bastard. Again with the violence. So violent. Yes, because I don't like you. Are you picking Scatrand? Murrayfield is going to be absolutely rocking. These guys went down to Twickenham, won that game down there. They're going to come home to a home crowd that's just going to be insane. I don't think Gatlin has got his team together yet. I think it's not enough time. I think we'll find out in about a month or two. They don't have a month or two. They've got just a few more days. I think Scotland ends up winning this game. Six and a half points is a lot, but I think Scotland, with that home field advantage, wins this game and covers the points. No gift. Look, once again, A, I am all about what are we, what has been done in the past? What have we done lately? Scotland has got a nice, great, big win over England, of course, continuing on with history, but the emotions and the feelings and the tightness of the game adds a toll. I don't expect them to be able to continue that toll even at home. Look at Wales and Gatlin to be able to say, hey, look, my money is worth the time that you guys put into it. Wales getting a close one. I look at them getting the win and continuing the streak. 3-0. and I'm taking Scotland, given the points. I'm looking historically, and Scotland never back it up. Now, 
I think they've got this is their last chance to back it up. I think everyone's right, apart from Gil. <laughs> I think there's no way, there's no way Scotland can't go home and win this game after winning at Twickenham. Otherwise, Gregor Townsend's gone. I'm going to go Scotland. I'm going to take the points. They're going to be good to go. By the way, a note about Gregor Townsend: if Lewis C.K. and Woody Harrelson had a son, it would be Gregor Townsend. I, that was a lot that I needed to just kind of not wipe out. If I tell you what, if Rain Man and Rain Man had a son, it would be you, man. I'm an excellent driver. Excellent driver. Guys, James doesn't have much time. We have to move England. on. England. England, but they ain't going to cover the points. 19 points. That's a lot of points, John. I think Italy is a scrappy team. I think they're better than they've been in several years. I think Capuzo makes a difference, gets some tries. I think England wins this fairly easily, but I don't think they cover the points. Mm, gift. Power of Petty. Didn't work last week. Will work this week. Italy played a close game against France. Almost had their hopes up to get a great upset win. And again, I typically those kind of games don't really roll over to the next week. Energy's expelled. England has something to prove. England with the points and the win. Mm, this is a tough one to pick. This is a tough one to pick. Normally, I would say ABE, anybody but England, James. But because you're on the program and you're a nice guy, uh, I think I'm going to go the other way. I think I'm going to say England is going to decimate Italy in this match as payback for last week's loss. And because Steve Borthwick is your friend. That's why I'm every week you bash England every single week. It's on the internet. All you got to do is look at it. It's not like James can't see it because, Oh, James, I, I didn't. But John, I, he, unlike it, you, it I'm, lives evolving. Forever. I'm evolving. I'm evolving. And James comes on here. And now all of a sudden you kiss his ass and England's ass. As if they're Steve Lewis. <laughs> you hear that? It's a go f yourself sound, John. That's okay. not nice. That that is that is not nice. Gentlemen, let's thank Mr. James Brown, <laughs> the hardest working man in rugby for coming on. And James, we appreciate your patience. Appreciate it. Once again, I've turned their mics off because they won't shut up and we have to take a break. We'll be right back. Need a great price on a new vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. Easy Price shows you our lowest prices on the Mid-Atlantic's largest selection. Find your best price online or at any of our 31 dealerships. It's easy at Sheehy. Sheehy.com. And we're back, and we're back across the pond and then some in Japan for Japan Rugby League One action, arguably one of the coolest leagues on the planet with star power and tons of cash. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about our picks. And our picks were, you know, yours truly at four and two. John, you were a so-so three and three gift. You had the wooden spoon, the Tokyo version of it at two and four. And your big pick was the NEC Green Rockets, who got absolutely annihilated. It happens. Everybody needs to have a, a boost in the first week. I, I know for you, it's the, the confident boost necessary to take the rest of the losses that are going to be coming out afterwards. So, hey, you know what? We feel this thing out a little bit, and, uh, yo, good for them. You get the rest of them. That's right. We're renaming the program. How far John and Gift can stuff each other's noses up each other's noses. That's going to be the Again, name of the see, show. See, this is what happens when you have a household, a, 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 a man without love, all right? Just just can't accept goodness that's in the life, you know? Just got to always be uh, the, the dark spot on this, huh? 
Got to right. uh, sh- overshadow it all. <laughs> you know, life is about wins and losses. You're right. And, John, you know about losses more than anybody. You lost more than anyone else in the w- history of the WWE. You got crushed and thrown around like a rag doll by John Cena. But you also went over to Japan a number a of times. I was a record-breaking champion. I'm a Hall of Famer. John, you also lost in Japan. No, 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 no. I beat Godzilla in his hometown of Tokyo. I won in Japan against Japan's monster, Godzilla. JBL stands for just beat a lizard. I walked into (laughs) Tokyo, into Godzilla's hometown, and I beat Godzilla in his own hometown. That's why I revered and loved in Japan. And by the way, I got this down at Wino's. We know station right near Animal Hamaguchi's gym. Chip, 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 chip. You know, it is it is kind of hard to argue with that. That was that was pretty good, John. Okay, guys, Super Bowl. We're gonna go to our Patty Power pick of the pack to end the show, and we're gonna use American football, the bastard son of rugby. The Philadelphia Eagles, at the time of this taping, are favored by one and a half points. John, what say you? This is what I won last week on the Six Nations picks right here. This thing here. And I'm betting every single bit of it. Philadelphia Eagles, later one and a half. This is the two best teams. Love it. You got two brothers. Black History Month. First time ever in the Super Bowl. Um, This almost reminiscent me a little bit from... uh, uh, when Tony Dungy went against uh, Lovey Smith in the Super Bowl in 2006. I reluctantly look at Eagles to be able to take this, but I, I do think that the, the line is going to be much closer. I, I do think this is going to be a one-point game. There is no P.H. Uckin way I am rooting for a P.H. Uckin Philadelphia team. And Pat Mahomes is a New York Mets fan. And he's MacGyver on that field. He did everything you could you could possibly imagine and 10 times more in that win last week against the Bengals. The Bengals and the Bills are better than the Eagles. I differ with you, John. The Chiefs by seven points at least. And, guys, how about going back to the rugby for a rugby patty power pick of the pack? And let's look at futures in the URC. You've got some big numbers there, John. You got anything that sticks out to you? Yeah, I don't like uh, taking Leinster at minus 200. I mean, basically, you're betting 200 bucks to win 100 bucks, $100. You're going to have to hold on to that money until the end of the season. So I don't, if you're going to bet a future, don't bet a future that's basically the same odds as you can get on a weekly or daily bet. So I'd rather go with the plus 900, plus 750, something like that. Take a chance on a lottery ticket. Give me the Stormers out of South Africa because plus 900, I'll take a chance with that. Ooh, that's a sneaky pick. Gift, anything uh, tickle your whistle? Look out for the Bulls on this one. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be seeing a comeback strong uh, in this second half of the URC. And uh, it's also hard for me not to pick for a South African team because they're just, just unfairly good. I'm going to go into the Heineken Cup, and I'm going to take La Rochelle plus 450. How about them apples? You like apples, John? No. Good answer. Good answer. Oh, and finally, guys, before we go, just got to say we have the Fantasy Ruckers draft. That's for the MLR, Fantasy MLR draft by Fantasy Ruckers. We're part of that. 
that's on Friday night. So look for that, folks. Guys, before we go, any plugs, gift? Hey, don't forget to check out the HBC Rugby Classic coming up March 31st, April 2nd. Tickets are up and available. If you don't go to the Classic, you can't come to the concert. And we got some hot artists coming through on this one. It's going to be hot. It's going to be exciting. And it's a way that you enter into spring the right way. Because I think up north, you guys actually have weather. So uh, definitely go get yours. HBCRugbyClassic.com. Don't miss out on this one moment at all. John, anything to plug? HSBCRugbyClassic.com. That's what I'm going to plug. Because <laughs> I'm with my pal, King E. Bailu. All right. I like that. On that note, thank you to John Bradshaw, Layfield, WWE legend, Gift A. Bailu, the king and the inventor of words, Mr. James Brown, the smart man in rugby. Ow! And thank you for tuning in. Please check out our other shows, including our Major League Rugby show. The College Rugby Wrap-Up. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. And please join our American Red Cross blood donor team. 